I know where you are. You've been making cutting boards for a while and selling them. Well, your spouse has been selling them. And you're thinking, I could do this full time. Hello, my name's Roger Kugler. This is Working at Woodworking Podcast, episode number 62. When do you quit your day job? I don't think anybody who has gone into the workshop and made something didn't have the idea in the back of your head, I could sell these. I could make some money on these. That's fantastic. But going full-time, quitting your day job? This is a major, major step. And that's what I would like to talk about today. I've done it. Lots of other people have done it. But when you're the one thinking about it, it is just downright freaking scary. So how do you go about doing this? How do you even go about thinking how to do this? I think the first thing you have to have is a plan. You don't want to be one of those guys who or gals who comes home from work and the spouse says, Hi, honey. How was work today? And you say, it was great. I quit my job. (laughs) Not exactly a plan. So where do we even begin here? Well, I think the first thing you need to do is start to work at quitting your job. And to do that, you need to start with a business plan. Now, you can make this as sophisticated or as simple as you want. But you need something down on paper or a spreadsheet, or a Word doc, something that you're just not kind of flying by the seat of your pants here. And if you're new to the program, that's where you should go back and listen to, well, episodes 1 through 12, where I really kind of concentrate on on how to build that plan, all the things you need to consider to make that break into full-time woodworking. And there honestly pretty simple things like you need a name of your business right after you get your name you need to get the url the universal loc- routing locator the web address for your company it probably should have something to do with your name you need to open a bank account i mean when you're thinking about this you need to go open a bank account because The first thing you need to do is to separate your personal finances, your home finances, from your business finances. You do not want to commingle these two things. You open your bank account, you get a checking account, you get a savings account, and I'd recommend you get a debit card. Right after that, you need to start thinking real hard about a web page. You have the domain already. I mean, that's cheap, 12 bucks. I've been using Google domains, to be honest with you. Go ahead and get your Facebook page. As hard as that is for me to say, it's still viable, at least for a little while. But go ahead and get that. Get some business cards printed up. These don't have to be really fancy. In fact, I kind of think the fancy ones are the ones who go out of business sooner. And then you need to start concentrating on your workspace. That's episode like 13 through, well, 61. Get your space figured out, get your tools figured out, because that's going to be a major pivot point in you going full-time. Okay, so let's say you do that, you kind of have the business plan written out. It doesn't have to be minutely detailed. It just needs to have something 
that you could show somebody and you could talk with somebody about. Step two, if you want to call it steps, is to have a proven track record. You need to be doing this for a while. You need to be making product and selling product, I would say, for about six months. You need to know that this is a viable operation. Some people will say you need to make as much on your side gig as you are at your regular job before you you jump ship. I've never really quite bought into that. That means you're working 16 hours. You're probably not doing either one of them really well, or you have a really, really sucky full-time job, which, well, may motivate you even more to, you know, to jump jump ship. But six months of experience, I, I would call that minimum. You'd Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, huh, I'm going to quit my job and become a professional woodworker, although I know nothing about woodworking. Now, that doesn't happen. How long do you need to be a woodworker? Fifty years? Twenty years? Ten? Five? One year? Six months? Or, I just took an introduction to woodworking at the Mark Adams School of Woodworking in Franklin, Indiana. I'm ready to go. Well, Mark Adams School is fantastic, but yeah, you might want a little more than just one class under your belt. You know, there's the old joke in woodworking, how to make a million dollars? Start with two. So when do you feel ready that you could do this full time? I think it kind of comes down to confidence. Confidence in yourself, in your skills, your your work ethic, that you can actually do the the work. You know, if that's making cutting boards or lathe turned birdhouses, kitchen cabinets, furniture repair, whatever, you need to have that confidence that you can get the job done. Do you need to know everything about woodworking? No, no one does. Well, maybe Frank Klaus does, but you have to have the confidence to win over your customer. Because if you're not confident, the customer is not going to be confident hiring you to do something. Now, that does not mean that you necessarily know how you're going to do the job, but rather knowing you can do the job. You're just not sure how. Okay, show of hands, how many people have agreed to do something and then Hit the library, hit YouTube, hit the books to try to figure out how you're going to do that. Yeah, I think probably every professional woodworker has done that. That's how we we challenge ourselves. That's how we we grow as professional woodworkers. That's how we don't earn very much money on that particular job because we have to reinvent the wheel for ourselves and, and figure it out. But the next three, four, ten jobs will know how to do that. Okay, step number three, have money. Have six months worth of money. You should be plowing every dollar you make from your woodworking into the business, into a fund, your retained earnings, your operating capital, so that whenever you do go full-time, you're not starting cold. You can go six months and pay all of your normal you know, business expenses, your phone, your internet, your website, so on and so forth, that you could 
theoretically not make a dime but keep that business open for six months. Dave Ramsey calls that an emergency fund whenever we apply that to our, our household, which you should have a three to six month emergency fund for the household before you do something like this. 80% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. If this is you, I would really recommend stopping right now and get your financial house in order before you break off into this endeavor. You don't want to get yourself into a position where you are desperate. You know, there's an old saying that nobody stinks more than a desperate salesperson. And we are, in essence, salespeople. We're selling our our goods and our services. But if you are desperate, people pick up on that. And you are just not very effective. So make sure your own house is in order before you you get into this. And I will be the very first person to admit, do as I say, not as I did. Because what I did, well, it worked, but it was not pretty. And it took like 50% longer. Okay, step number four. And this is probably more personal. The way I would do things differently if I was starting all over again. Have no consumer debt. Don't have a car payment. Don't have a payment to the rent-to-own center for your living room set, your TV, your refrigerator. I mean, we go out and get a steak dinner and put it on a credit card, and we're paying for the bloody steak dinner three years later. So really have your, 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 your financial life in order before you start something like this. You could be a train wreck and go ahead and start this and you're just going to make the train wreck more spectacular. I have seen this happen and it's it's never never pretty. And don't get all caught up in the the interest rate game. You know, it's the interest rate on your loans is not the problem. It's your personal behavior that has led to the loans that you have taken out that have the interest rates. That's the problem. Clean this up first. I, I, I can't more strongly recommend that you do this. Okay, where are we? Number four, I believe, or number five. Have a network. No one should be surprised when you tell them that you're going into full-time woodworking. It shouldn't surprise your mother, your spouse, your significant other, your family, friends, co-workers. They should congratulate you and say, wow, it's about time. Your wood supplier should congratulate you and say they're expecting more orders from you. Your hardware store should applaud you when you walk through the door. Well, not really. Your abrasive supplier is going to be really happy when they hear that you have now gone full-time because you have set up a network of what you're doing, where you're getting it from, and you don't have to reinvent the wheel just when the race starts. You have already done this during your planning stage. Because these are really important people. These are the people who are going to support you. They're the ones that's going to get you work. They're going to give you the referrals. They're going to be word of mouth. And that is absolutely the best advertising you can possibly get. Don't keep this a secret. Let people know this is your plan. Even circle a day on the calendar, this is my launch date. 
Now, I will elaborate on this a little bit more in in just a, a couple minutes. But number six, the last one, I haven't been keeping track, sorry. Have a backup plan. If you launch into this, you are doing this for six months, and at the end of six months, you look at things and it has not gone well, have a backup plan. Whenever you start, have a backup plan. If this doesn't work, I can always fill in the blank. Go back to your old job, approach a competitor to get a job, deliver pizzas, whatever. But have a backup plan. That's kind of just a mental support that you can do that if this doesn't work, I'm not going to starve to death in the gutter. I can always do X, Y, Z. Now, one of the rules that you'll read on various websites is don't jump ship until your work or business schedule becomes unsustainable. That applies to some people, not others. You could have a full-time job that you just absolutely love, but you the idea of becoming a full-time professional woodworker you love more. Great position. However, you could be in a job that... Well, you don't know if you're going to have a job in six months. I mean, the economy. That's kind of where I fell in with the last W-2 job that I had. It was going around, going along great for about, I don't know, 10, 11 years. And then things just started to get squirrely. And it kind of came down to either I was going to lose my job or I was going to lose my mind. And that was a real motivator that I need to do something else. And yeah, it's scary. And if you have a a loving spouse with you or a significant other, they can be a tremendous asset because they probably know you better than you know you. When I finally pulled the plug and left my former employer, I called my wife from the car and she was like, it's about time. Yeah. Okay, sometimes I do hold on a little too tightly. But it was scary, it was exciting, and at that point I did not have a plan for anything. And I took two weeks off and watched a whole bunch of Norm Abrams' New Yankee Workshop and balanced that against another idea I had of going into opening a like a, a bookkeeping uh, call center type business and... I decided I'd rather work with wood than I would work with people. And that's how I got started. Now, a friend of mine had an interesting story. He loved refinishing furniture. He loved doing furniture repairs. And he really, really, really loved the finish. I mean, he could take a piece that was a piece of crap, and he would turn that into something worth a million dollars. Well, not literally. But it looked like it. Really, really good. And he was also a banker. He was one of the, you know, higher-ups in a, in a local bank. And he just kind of mentioned it one performance review that he was thinking about maybe going into full-time furniture restoration and refinishing. And his boss looked him square in the eye and said, you know, I think you should do that. I think you should start that Monday and fired him right there on the spot. Ouch! So with your employer, <laughs> your coworkers, that's one thing you might need to handle delicately. Probably he gave his employer 
the excuse they needed to start downsizing people. I don't know. That's just speculation. But just kind of keep that in the back of your mind there. So that's my idea on how to quit your job and go into professional woodworking full-time. Also remember, I'm a guy who's smart enough to figure out how to make a microphone work and put it up on a podcast. So take this with a grain of salt. Everyone's situation is different. You really have to analyze this, prayerfully analyze this, and figure out the direction that you want to go. Speaking of directions, things going... I've been toying around with the idea of doing YouTube. There seems to be this almost a merger between podcast and YouTube. The idea is you can turn on a camera and a microphone and shoot video that you can put on YouTube and strip the audio track out of that and put it on a podcast. I'm starting to play with that idea. Now, honestly, I have a face made for podcasts, so I'm not sure how that's going to work, but there are some some advantages on YouTube that I, I really, really like. Namely, it's the second largest search engine in the world, and maybe I could reach out and influence in a positive way more people who are thinking about doing professional woodworking. So let me know what you think about that. Maybe you're a real YouTube enthusiast. Um, if anybody out there has a camera that would be appropriate for this, you know, shoot me an email. Recommendations for this week. I put a couple links in the recommendations for entrepreneur.com and also to uh, an article by uh, RamseySolutions.com on should I quit my job. He gives some, some very uh, valuable insights. Miss Jobs. Uh, why do I even do this, Miss Jobs? Please don't think that I'm bragging that I'm so much in demand that I have to turn all this work away. The, the honest truth is I am so incredibly slow at doing jobs that they just stack up. The real reason is I want to show you the work that comes across my desk so that you have some idea of of what to expect if you're planning on doing a similar type of, of operation. Uh, this week, ladies emailed me asking if I could restore her mother's kitchen table. It's a small table. I'm guessing it might be like a work table. It's pretty beat up, but it's her mother's, and she really, really cherishes it. And I said, sure. Not this year. So we're going to get together next year and, and see what I can do to, to help her out. And under the category of, boy, did I screw up. Oh, I got a good one for you this week. <laughs> oh, I used to make this this carving. It was um, about 12 inches by maybe 8 inches or so. Uh, a religious, um, it was a cross. And I sold them for a number of years online. And when everything started to get crazy, I, I cut that, that product in favor of trying to, to move into something else. But I had a gentleman, he actually turns out to be a, a pastor in that, that denomination, contact me and ask if I could make one much larger. And honestly, I didn't really want to do it, but yeah, I really probably should do it. And I agreed to do it. 
And we kind of went back and forth for a while, and he's like, how much? I will give you money right now. And I didn't really do what I've suggested you all do, and I just kind of shot him a number. And I've made other ones slightly larger than my normal, but this one was the largest I've made. And, oh boy, (laughs) I way underbid this one. The, The shipping on this was... It was $75 whenever normally, for a normal cross, I don't think I would break $20 even in today's shipping rates. So, you know, I I really kind of screwed myself there. Uh, This thing took way longer than I thought it would. Um, I was able to use up a whole bunch of scrap, so that was a good thing. I I really had no material cost into the job. But, um, yeah, if I get another request to do something uh that size it's it's going to be double at least so I, I i really screwed that up special thanks to listeners a huge thank you to the person or persons who anonymously sent me a very generous amount in support they used wise money transfer system which Honestly, I didn't even know that existed. I did some research. It's used uh, pretty much worldwide except in the U.S. So I'm assuming this is a an overseas listener, and I just really, really, really want to, to thank you. I, I appreciate that greatly. I'd also like to thank the uh, numerous listeners in Indianapolis, Indiana, and also Amsterdam, North Holland. Really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. So check out the show notes. Check out the affiliate links. You can always buy me a cup of coffee. Keep this program running. And as always, happy woodworking.